It's another episode of Afro387, your favorite podcast. And back in this virtual building is my very able co-host, Wavy F Baby, joining me for today's episode. Wavy, how are you doing? Yo, I'm great. What's up with you? I'm good. I'm good. Mm. Yeah. So we are back again for yet another discussion. And we are going off a bit from the love talks <laughs> into something more uh, serious, more political, more uh, African worthy, l- let me say. So um, in the past eight years, okay, we've had, no, in the, in the past, uh, let me say three years, so from 2020, we've had eight coups, that's coup d'etat across West Africa and Central Africa. And the most recent one is uh, the one in Gabon. Okay, so on the 26th of August, Gabon had their elections. And uh, right when the elections were, the outcome of the elections were broadcast to say that um, Ali Bongo won the election, the military also decided to seize the affairs of the country and detain or arrest the president, the newly elected president. Now, the interesting thing is, um, since 1960, Gabon has had only three presidents. The second of which was Omar Bongo Odimba, and then he ruled from 1935 until 2009. Okay. Now, Gabon is Gabon has a population of about 2.3 million and is an oil-rich country. Now, um, for the second president of Gabon to have ruled from 1935 to 2009, and he, he didn't leave office. He virtually, like, literally died in office. And after that, he was succeeded by his son, Ali Bongo, who was equally ruled from 2009 until 2023. And then recently was going for a third term. I mean, even in Ghana, we don't go for... Uh, third terms it's mostly eight terms and then you have to change but he has ruled for 14 you mean two terms yes two terms two terms so he has gone for 14 years already and wanted to go for another term a third term now during this recent elections okay it would interest you to know that the internet was shut down in gabon foreign news channels were banned I mean, it's we are in a democratic era. If we are going to the polls to vote, you would think that everybody needs to be updated and needs like a timely information of mm. whatever is going on. Because we are not all voting at one place. We are voting at different places. There need to be coalition. Then we need to be abreast with everything that is going on in real time. So if internet is banned and foreign news channels of course which are supposedly are uh, are supposed to be independent and void from any bias and manipulation if you ban them also then what's what signal are you trying to send across and it's not like the people are happy basically in gabon the the country is for the bongos the bongo family Yes, they rule, they control. The bongos are Gabon, and Gabon is the bongos, so to say. Okay, and this would have continued until the military led by um, Bryce Uligo Nguema, I hope I got the name right, took to the national television and gave an address saying that they have arrested the bongo family and their seizing or annulling the normal procedure like the governmental process all that has been nullified the courts 
security services, parliament, and all of that, none of that, they are in control of affairs currently. And um, a video of Ali Bongo surfaced saying that people should make noise. <laughs> people should make noise. He has been arrested by the military. All his friends and loved ones across the world should make noise. I mean, and another video surfaced of the aide of his son, not his son himself, not Ali, Ali Bongo's son, but the aide of his son who had <laughs> luggage of monies like stag statues. Mm. Worse than Cecilia Dapa. Like <laughs> Charlie. Africa, we I don't know. For me it's a good thing, but then again, uh coup if not managed properly can also Turn south. If the power equally does not go through the heads of the military, in their case, they have weapons, so they become more violent, more power drunk. Mm -hmm. So if it's not handled properly, and if there's no um, will or intention to at some point relinquish to or send us back to a democratic system then it becomes some way so that that is the only disadvantage but i think that was the only way to be honest because clearly the elections are not free and fair so how else do we take these people off power and ensure that the needs of the, of the people are met if not too cool because international bodies are not doing anything ECOWAS, I don't know what they are doing. AU, I don't know what they are doing. But once there's a coup, then you hear them coming up with all sorts of this and that and that and that and that. But they sit and watch for all these injustices and corruption to happen. Because apparently, they are all doing the same thing one way or the other. Before I go on and on and on, Wavy, let me, let me leave it for you. So um I I I came across I think this this has been big news because people are getting to realize this trend of this happening in West Africa for the last uh, 8 years right so it's been it's been something that's happening and everybody's like hey wait wait a minute like what's going on and it's it's quite sad you know it's quite sad for me um I have grown not to I'm going not to um, have an issue with uh, autocracy because uh, when you look at, um, I think the president of Rwanda, uh, Paul Kagame, right? Yeah. Paul Kagame. Um, he is ruling in a more autocratic way, but from everything I hear, he's doing things that puts the nation on the right path towards development. So when you look at things like that, sometimes you realize that maybe maybe Africa doesn't really need democracy. Maybe we actually need leaders like that. You understand? Who, because things going through like due processes like, oh, um, it has to go through parliament and it will be approved. And, and sometimes I think it's a good thing, but you have two parties, one trying to make the other look bad. The other is also trying to make the other look bad. So no, we won't allow you to do this. Knowing very well that is good. And this one is also arguing, and then they would argue it, spend so much time, spend so much money sitting to just to approve something. And it's a very slow process. So you look at a country like Ghana, the term of office is uh, just four years. You look at a country like Gabon, the term of office is seven good years. And seven good years, I think, is, a, is, is good enough time to actually do a lot. So it's very sad when you realize that... Um, Somebody who is ruling in an autocratic way, but making it look like it's democracy, okay? I don't have a problem with that. But then you stay in power for uh, 67, like you and your family have been in power for 67 years. Like, and the population of Gabon is 
half the population of Accra and is an oil uh, producing company, sorry, producing country and people are still poor, like 30, uh, 36% of the population are poor. And you find, they, they, they find money in houses of, I don't know which one you came across, but because the one I saw was, they they were, talk, they were they said it was the house of the 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 the, 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 the president. That's what I heard. I didn't hear that it was for the it was the aide to the his son, but I heard it was for the president. But to see this old man now um saying that people need to voice out and voice out what? Voice out what? <laughs> You've been in power, you and your family have been in power for so long and people are impoverished and you want them to voice out they actually are on the streets jubilating what do you want them to voice out so you see looking at the population like that looking at the country that is that is producing oil yo that country it's i always say this like ghana's i thought i thought ghana we had we, we, we 30 million population i thought we were i thought we were plenty yeah i thought i thought it was a lot of people and so I, I'm 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 in a, I'm I'm in Japan now, and the capital of Japan, that's Tokyo's population, is 30 million. Okay, Japan's a hundred million population. The capital of the city, sorry, the capital of the country, the capital of the country's population is the same as the whole of Ghana. And if you look at like the way development has gone on, and how things have been put in place, then you realize that nah, like back home we are just a few like basically endorsing you understand our number isn't that much we are not that many for the governments to be to be given so many excuses like the hard times in ghana now is is horrendous and the government is given so many excuses and covid and whatnot and whatnot and whatnot you understand but ghana is not too much their focus but we need to be careful, right? Gabon is going through, it's probably going through the revelation, uh, the revolution they actually need. But the problem is um, most of these military coups haven't gone the best way, you understand? You have someone coming in, someone taking out, hoisting the, 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 the sitting president, getting into power and now getting power drunk. Um, which country... Which country recently also had its uh, coup? I had the president. The, the 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 I mean the leader who who took out the president is now like so power drunk. Like I I I heard there was this video of him walking down the street with his wife and his like a hundred soldiers, and he's he's receiving funds. You know all that goes into their heads. You know all that popularity, money, power. You ask yourself like and. I hate when people do this. I hate when people say, "Oh, African man, oh Africa." I I I came across someone saying, "Uh, if you want to see an African man, if you want to see how wicked an African man is, given power." I hate when people say that. People say things like that. The president of Russia has been sitting, uh, has been in power for so long. You understand? And if it's time for him to leave, he, they just change one or two things, and then he comes back. Same thing as North Korea. The family has been ruling the country since, 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 since. So I hate when people make it look like it's an African thing. And all these countries I just mentioned, their leaders are like amassing wealth for themselves. It's not an African thing. You understand? It's not an African thing. But and in all these countries, they are, they are EUs and they are whatever cannot tell them anything. You understand? At the end of the day, like, the sovereignty of the state belongs to the, the state. So you cannot really tell them anything. You can only advise them but you can't tell them much, you understand? But Africa, I have... I, I some, some time back, I was having an argument with a friend, and the person was telling me how, like, autocracy is actually good for us. And I, I was really, like, uh, refuting it, like, nah, like, it can't be so, it can't be so. But then I realized that he had a point, because if you really want to develop in a very, like, in a very... China is where they are today, because they've kept a certain president for I don't know how long. For a very long time, you understand? So he's able to, like... The truth is that the longer they are there, they are definitely going to enrich themselves. But does he have the the, the country at heart? 
China is where they are today because of uh, the, the leader they've had. He's He was there so many years ago when they were having, like, they were going through, like, uh, a drought and they were having serious famine in their country. Today, they are not there, 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 but they are way better than they used to be. They, they are way better than uh, how they used to be uh, two, three decades two three decades ago so when you see some of these people sit in power for so long i think the people would not really have an issue with you if just 2.3 sorry 2.3 2.4 million people and maybe it's just three percent of the people that are are, are poor just three percent if just three percent are poor then that's fine in japan a population of 100 100 million people uh, the percentage of people that are poor, I checked, and I'm not really sure. Uh, don't take my word for it. But it's about, I, I checked, and it was at about 1% or 3% or something. 100 million population, 3%, and you have 2.3 million and 30-something uh, of them are poor. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So you leave power, and then you hand over power to your, your, your son. If you people were ruling in a way that people were happy you were you were the 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 um wealth wasn't just staying with one side of the people but people got jobs to do um you could feel that there was this equality and when you 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 put in the work you get paid you understand people are getting jobs people are getting opportunities for just 2.4 million people i think it's not so difficult you understand so the greed that enters some of these people's eyes and then they start to want to sit there so long and not do nothing I saw a video of this Gabon form. Is it the, the old one? I don't know about I don't know about the son, but the old man in um in France for a meeting and he could barely stand. He could barely stand, he could barely walk. Um the Cameroonian uh sitting president, I heard Paul 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 Bia or something. I heard he has done a reshuffle of his government, a reshuffle of his, especially his army, to make sure that there's something. What's happening in Gabon doesn't happen in his country, and he's been he's been in power since uh, I think nineteen what nineteen eighty six or eighty seven, and that's crazy, that's crazy, and he's doing a reshuffle. But you know, when the revolution comes, it comes. Unfortunately, when it comes, we don't even know the direction with which the um, the military wants to go whether they want to stay in power forever too or they are going to hand over peacefully it's it's i mean honestly ghana we we we, we are we are we are kind of blessed how we move from that uh revolution we move to that revolution without shedding so much blood and whatnot and then we are where we are today but we also have to be very careful we have a, a, an election coming on in about a year from now, you understand, in about a year and maybe three, four months. And um, already there are some things that are going on that kind of like raise eyebrows. And uh, But we, we, have, we have to be careful what's going on in uh, these countries. And it's it's sad. It's it's really sad. Just, just that West Africa. <laughs> it's really sad. So I, I could keep going on and on and on, but I, I'll just pause here for a bit. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, it, it was Ali Bongo himself who you saw with the walking stick or so. He in twenty eighteen he had stroke. And okay. instead of probably his vice taking hymns of affairs or something, you know how here if the president is not there, if the vice president is not there, the speaker of parliament becomes the next in command but in this case he created an office for his son as a um, coordinator of presidential affairs so just technically his son was the president at that time when he had stroke and could he, couldn't really um, discharge his constitutional obligations and responsibilities so it's like the country belongs to them okay mm. and there, there was no other way around this. I mean, this was inevitable. It really was. Mm. Yeah. Now, as you're saying, it's what the military decides to do after the coup that matters. You remember um, the Guinea coup 
2021 we discussed yeah yes. i was trying to reference that but I, I i i didn't get the facts right so i decided to stay stay away from mm. that yeah so uh that military officer um damboya is also still in in control of the helm of affairs in guinea and has not uh handed over to anybody yet but if you think about it in in the case where military takes over the regime mm-hmm. you see how do you move from that back to a democratic system um so uh, <clears throat> um <laughs> unfortunately most of these people they themselves want to be president so just unfortunately or unfortunately so they now um put away the military set up um they probably pull, pull up a, a new constitution right where they now detail like how things should be done things should be run right and then they now trans they now uh, make an election right and they try and make mm. it as free and fair as possible as much as possible if i like as much as possible underline there because depending on their motives right and then um they allow people to enter the race and then they compete for votes you understand um it takes honestly it takes a few people to really like sit back and be like yo i want a free and fair election and if i win fine if i lose i'll just go out of power it takes it takes just a few people most people will try and like uh try and rig it you know so that's 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 how they transfer basically to uh, from autocracy or military rule to democracy yeah i guess similar would be our own case with yes. uh, jerry john rollins the late yes he he then had to come into office by democracy mm. after the coup so yeah i mean then if that's the case they, they can go that route but like you're saying is democracy really the way for africans <laughs> I mean, it's it's a slippery slope. At the end of the day, I think it all comes down to who a person truly is. Because some they, they say you don't know who you are until you, you've come into money. You think you are the most humble person in the world, but when you get power, when you get money, like that brings out all your demons. <laughs> So we can say all we want, but ah, it's it's a bit tricky. It's a bit tricky. But then again, even if you would spend, even if you would be corrupt, <laughs> there should be some degree to it where you do not compromise on the people at large, mm. their needs, their welfare. How do you sleep at night as a person? Seeing that other people are struggling, kids, pregnant women, young boys and girls who have promising future. Like a country or a nation, yes, you are the ruler. It does not belong to you. It's not your birthright. That is what African leaders should understand. You are in custody of the people and the assets of the country and the resources, but it is not or do not ever mistake it to be your birthright. Your father didn't give that to you. Your mother didn't give that to you. You you are just a custodian for a short period of time till you leave office for another person to come and take over. But if we keep thinking that, yeah, we are in power and we are untouchable and the way these people end their lives end miserably but they don't think about that they they only think about what they can get for themselves and their immediate families and it's so it's sad. never it's never ended well it's never ended it, well yes it can never ever end well and if not you it's going to be your family your son your you know But it would be good if it it doesn't 
you know, now that they are season, they will be season his, his properties and whatnot and whatnot, and probably season his passport. You see him live in a country, you get to a point where he becomes in a very bad state, and then now he becomes poor. And now the state has to take care of him, and it becomes like no matter what he's done over the the, the, the five six decades, you now you now can't even I don't know how to say it now. <laughs> it's it becomes a, a, a pity thing, you know. As you understand, like it's, it's like yeah, yeah. We know he did all that, but now he can't even talk, he can't even walk, and the state now has to take care of him so they abandon him and then now go for him and take care of him until he, he, he or she passes away i mean mostly he and it's it's sad it never ends well you know um i came across this article that said um one time um the family imported snow okay they imported yeah yeah snow. yeah 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 i heard that they, import, <laughs> they imported snow from uh, one of these countries and then made it snow I mean, made a kind of a snow uh, environment in their country just for their kids to. I mean, I think I think it would have been cheaper to fly the kids out. <laughs> yeah, it's it sad, yo. It's it's sad. It's it's very very sad. You, you, the point you, where you, the point where you cannot even function as a president, and you still want to sit there for what? For what? You can go through all that for your family to give your family uh, that kind of winter Christmas feeling. And what about the people of your country? You see, the highest form of selfishness. The highest form of selfishness. I don't know why this is so, to be honest. I don't know why this has to be the fate of Africans and Africa. Given all that we have as a people, all that we have as a people, each country in Africa is blessed with one resource or the other. And this is how our lives are. We are, we are literally beggars, beggars. Our brand is poverty, malaria. HIV. That is what the outside world identified as by. Just mediocrity. Beggars. People who don't know anything, how to do anything. <laughs> and right from Ghana to Nigeria to other parts of Africa, the youths are finding ways and means just to flee their countries because they've had it. They don't mm. know when that salvation is going to come. They don't know what is going to happen to them in the next year. Like, election after election is becoming more scary and more unsafe. Inflation is ever on the rise. Mm. There is no money, but there is money for people to do certain things for themselves and for their families mm. and president come president goes and it gets worse because whoever comes would realize the damage that has been done and if discipline is not there if care is not taken they do worse off so where do we go from here as a people where and sadly how far Africans go they always want to come back home but come back home to what exactly hmm. um, I also believe some of our um, our people that leave the country and come back some of them are the worst or they are, some of them are the biggest problems of all you know some of them go and um, learn, and then they learn so much. They learn how things work, the way things are supposed to be done. But they come home and it's like, oh, this in Ghana, this is how we do it. Oh, in Ghana, you want to come and try and change what? Yeah, I know. I just come and do. I just come and see to it the way it's done, and then that's it. And it's become a thing. Like in Ghana, this is how it's done. Like you throw this over here, you just can litter anywhere. But when you go to 
the states and wherever you were, you don't do things like that. You understand? You don't do things over there like that. So some of them are the biggest problems we have. You know, some of them are the biggest. Some of them, when they leave, I, I don't know if I've said this before here. Some people leave the country. They go to um, the UK. I've seen the Nigerians do this a lot. They go to the UK and then they post, um, you have, you are now, uh, oh, this 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 is caption they use. Um, basically trying to say that they've, they've escaped from problems and they are in a better state. But that place you are would never see you as one of them. You could change uh, your citizenship, have their passport, do whatever. You would always be an outsider, and it will get to a point where you want to go home. And you go home, and you are not bringing anything new. You've not seen anything. Like you've not, you've not. You know, countries like I always say this: countries like Japan is where it is today because so many years ago it sent students out to the uk the us to go and study different fields they came back and then they brought something you understand as i'm talking to you right now a country like japan like again it's in ghana they have like they have like people that you wouldn't even know they are there and they are doing like their kind of research like how things work in ghana and how things work in kenya how things work in, and then they break back reports to their government but nobody travels out there and takes anything back home it's always about like yo i've been able to get out of that hellhole and i'm not at least i'm not going back now and at me inclusive i'm not even going to sit here and be like me inclusive and it's sad like if we could change the way we think about um you have you have an opportunity to go out there and coming back and doing something new you understand and um i was on a roll with something else and that one has skipped me but yeah um those people are some of the biggest problems you see mo- i can say that 98 percent of our leaders schooled outside yeah son? they did their undergrad their masters their phd at least one of these they did outside the country and you don't really see how how different they are yeah, you don't see how different how, how that has affected them in any which way you understand it's it's sad it's sad it's really sad <laughs> yo <laughs> once again let me let me just let me just log off here but it's sad yeah oh. so we don't know where we are going from here but as always, we can only hope for better days to come. But how that is going to look like, we have no idea. We have no idea. But I think, I think countries like um, um, um what do you call um, uh, you uh, no no you um, Rwanda, um, Tanzania, and uh, who else? Rwanda, Tanzania. Let me just end it there and not go and mention something wrong. But these two countries are doing something for themselves. And I think eventually it will get to a point where you would have to do nothing but keep up. Do you understand? It will get to a point where you have to do nothing but keep up. I'm going to use Japan again as an example. Um, Japan, China, Korea. Japan developed way ahead of China and Korea. And Korea and China didn't want to feel like left behind you know so they did whatever these two countries were very poor they did whatever they could to catch up you understand that also depends on the leaders but you see this revolution is coming at a time where people look at the other countries they look at their neighboring countries and they look at how things are going and they realize that nah like it's not normal how can you be in prison how can you be in office for 60 what seven years and uh, nigeria just had this election and whether it's free or fair, there was a change of leader. Uh, Ghana has had it just recently. They are about to have another one. You understand? So people just look around and be like, no, 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 no. And these countries I just mentioned are way developed than us. And look at our population. They are not there, but they are better. So eventually, I think it's some, it's some, it's some, it's some nation, it's some peer pressure. In this case, nation pressure. It will catch up to us all. It will catch up to us all. So when I see countries like I said. Um, Tanzania. Um, I just read something, maybe an uh, uh, maybe thirty minutes before the show that uh, Tanzania's G- GDP has risen two thousand between two thousand and one and two thousand and three. It has risen risen from 
70 something to 85 million dollars through the same COVID that Ghana, the, the, the president and the government is complaining that it's because of COVID, we this and we that, and taking all sorts of COVID, uh, COVID taxing, taxing all every taxing almost everything and using the name of COVID to hide behind this, using it to get money for themselves. They are borrowing money elsewhere and we still can't see anything. You understand? So eventually it will catch up. It will catch up. And when I see countries, like I said, when I see countries like Rwanda and um, Tanzania, like uh, get their shit together, I'm like, yo, it would, it would get to us. Trust me, it will get to us. You either as a leader would have to also like, like, like do something better or the people would come for you and, I, I hate for it to be, become the last option, but yeah, it would catch up. We will catch up. Okay, so I guess until then, we have to wait for anti corruption and visionary leadership to spread like wildfire, like a virus across the African continent for all leaders to become conscientized. I can't wait. Me too. <laughs> it, it was not a, a positive remark. <laughs> you say you can't wait. Yeah. I, mean, I can't wait. What is yeah. positive or negative? Me, I feel the same sentiment as you feel. It's not a positive remark because I feel bad things fly faster than good things. The fight mm. is going to be hard and long. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. And you know, you were, you were talking about. um the involvement of EU and ECOWAS, and um, I, you know, I I I haven't been really staying updated with the news. Like, if it wasn't for this discussion, for me to go do like a last minute brush up, I probably I definitely didn't know anything. I just knew there was this thing happening in Gabon. I didn't know what was going on. But um, if you know, can you please tell me? Um, I I heard that um, the ECOWAS, especially ECOWAS, was wanting to step in. And then uh, some other countries told Gabon that, yo, don't even, told the ECOWAS, don't even try. We would back them up or something like that. Is, is that true? I don't know about that, but as always, okay. AU and ECOWAS would want to step in to mediate. That's I know. But unfortunately, that... uh, unfortunately, from what I heard, they stepping mm -hmm. in, they are stepping in with like the, 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 the likes of France, the likes of the U.S., and even Russia kind of has an involvement in in there somewhere. So it's like it's like it's the same people that have been pulling the strings from behind are the ones that get to pull the string, get to pull Equus to do something. And you know where that leads us to. That's even mm. worse. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. They stand to benefit, of course. They control this African leaders as their puppets and. They also loot our resources and give it to them. So definitely, we are we are not ignorant of that fact at all, at all. Yeah. Anyway, so coming back home to our motherland, about two weeks ago, if I'm not wrong, uh, there was a leaked audio that surfaced of uh, a ploy or a ploy to um remove the current IGP, Inspector General of Police, that is um, Dampari, from office. Now, um, Bugri Nabu, the former NPP Northern Regional Chairman, was the mastermind behind this recording because he recorded the whole conversation. And his um, his intention was to let the president know what was going on. Now, this is very similar to what we are already talking about, that people can never understand that I can belong to a political party, but I will not be blind to their wrongdoings, or I would not um, put my convictions and beliefs aside to watch them do wrong and these are some of the reasons why we are where we are as a people 
in the sense that we know wrong, we see wrong, and we will not say anything. We would sit down and either cross our hands or if it benefits us, hey, then we don't care at all. But this is a person who, despite who brought him into power, still wants the best for the nation because that is the ultimate, the nation and the people in it. Because like I said, whatever office you occupy was never by your birthright. It doesn't belong to your father. It's not your inheritance. The, the earlier we start understanding this, the better. And this is why, from things I've heard, this is why the president currently is of an I don't care behavior because he felt his father was cheated and his family, blah, blah, blah. So he's here to recover all. <laughs> so he, he went through all that just to get, to, just to get there? Yes, 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 yes. The things I hear, just that I don't have facts and I'm not really interested. So I've even forgotten them. But somebody said a lot of things that it was, it was, it sounded fictional, but high chances are it is true. And there was also a, a voice of the president saying, I think he was asked a question or something that, um, so that with the things going on currently in Ghana, what is he going to do about it? Or how is he going to make a turnaround for things to be better? And he said, the next president will come and fix it. Mm. How do you say that? Mm. And this is a man people had high hopes in Very. and believed that he, w- he would have done way, way better. And it ended up being a major letdown. So, yeah, I don't know if you've heard about this audio. And currently, there's a committee in place that's uh, put in place by the Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagbin, to investigate the whole audio and get down to the bottom of it. Now, luckily for him, Bugri Nabu has made the whole process simple by saying, by authenticating the audio. He recorded it and his voice was his voice and has identified the other parties, uh, which one is uh, the Commissioner of Police, Alex Mensah, who has also been interrogated. He has appeared before the committee and has been questioned and all of that. And at some point, the IGP will also appear before the committee to answer some questions also. So yes, this this is what is currently going on regarding that ploy. Wow. Um when when you first um, um told me this is what we were discussing, honestly I didn't know I didn't know Jack. I didn't know what was going on. So um Digging up information on it was very difficult. I don't even know what's going on. Like I went to Twitter and then searched IGP and was just finding um excerpts of the the the, the committee hearing and questioning they were doing. And then I also um where did I go to? I mean I I I, I had a hard time finding what was going on. So eventually I was able to gather that, oh, okay, so was this leak audio. So I was thinking it was IGP who said something, you know? Yeah. And then only to find out, no, it was something that was said against him and then wanting to take him out of power. And honestly, I... And so so before I even say this, before I even go on with what I think about everything that's going on, I saw this post by, I think it was by uh, TV3 on Twitter. Uh, it was a poll asking people... Or not a poll, basically asking people on a scale of one to ten, uh, how would they rate the current IGP? And the least I was seeing was was a seven, I think. Most of them was like eight, eight, nine, ten, eight, nine, ten. And I was very happy, you know. So for me, at this point, I still didn't understand what was going on. So seeing most of the comments say this, I knew okay, IGP hasn't done anything because me. Me, honestly, looking at the way he started, we, we spoke about what he was doing here. And we were very happy, you know? You remember, right? Yeah. So I was like, what, what has he done? Like, has he, has he, has he um, 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 
led us down the wrong path and made us like trust him when he really wasn't who we thought and so that's that's what i was thinking like he had done something wrong or he had said something only to find out the whole thing wasn't about him uh it wasn't by him but was someone saying something so I, i was actually happy to hear that and i'm actually happy he's still doing things the way he's supposed to do the confidence that he has put in the police service that people have now gotten to um, admire about the police service. I'm I'm glad that is still intact. Now, concerning the leak audio, I still am not too... Like, you just, you, like what you just said gave me a clearer insight than everything I have read so far. But um, it's crazy. So, let me get this right. An MPP, whatever, wants him taken out so that they can do whatever they want during the election time. Is that right? No. So per, per the conversation, uh, the former chairman, Northern Regional Chairman of the MPP was having with some also high-profile persons of the police service was that uh, the current IGP ensured that the past elections which were held in Asin North was like security was tight and there was no room for manipulation. Because obviously, you know that the party in power has ways and means of turning things in their favor. Mm. But the IGP made sure or ensured that systems were in place. There was deployment of uh, police personnel to ensure that elections were free and fair and safe. So if security is tight, then obviously you would have to struggle to manipulate things so basically the conversation was that okay th- this is what the igp did and then ndc ended up winning so blah 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 we have to take him out <laughs> if you don't take him out it means that he is going to make things more difficult for us you know it's 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 very sad that um stomach direction politics has has led us here where you do the right thing but you are the bad one you know um wow (laughs) i'm very proud of i'm very proud of the current igp honestly i'm very very proud of him and uh he should keep up the good works you know um in one of the hearing i saw um the his sort of his his number two was saying was asked uh something about the igp and he said that this igp has been the worst igp in 31 years and his voice was on that was on that um was on that tape you know and it clearly shows what he wants you know it clearly shows what he wants and it's it's sad it's really sad and um i think I don't know. I think they are down for as eminent, but then again, when political the political people enter into the chat, it might change the whole thing. And then now the person that's doing a good thing might be asked to go sit home. You know, might be might be asked to sit back and whatnot. So I just want to see how that invest so-called investigation and hearing goes. I just want to see how it goes. But uh, I just want to say that I'm proud of the current IGP. You know, whatever work he's been doing, he's been doing so far. Um, I'm very proud of him and uh, whoever, I don't know. Let, let's see what the investigation comes forward with. Yeah, I don't want to see it. Let's see what the investigation comes forward with. Yeah, yeah. This is another clear case of political interference and that is where our problem is. We mm-hmm. owe our loyalty to the people who give us power or give us position. But we, the people who actually elected that so-called person, they don't owe us any allegiance Mm. and that is the irony it's so hypocritical that if somebody gave me a political office i owe my allegiance to him but you the person that the people elected you into power you don't feel you owe an allegiance to you don't feel you owe an accountability to you don't feel your economic policies and whatnot should benefit them more than any other person how does that work so it's about time we reorient ourselves and we've said it so many times i mean topics like this or 
headlines like this are going to keep coming up and up and we'll keep saying it and keep saying it but the question is when If, if if we had if every institution in Ghana had the caliber of the IGP there, things would change, trust me. Things would change. And I I I hope he actually like stares people to think more in a way. I think I said this when we first talked about him. I hope he stares people or he um what he does motivates people to think more about their service to the people than their service to the, the the higher authority or whoever called them to be in office you understand because at the end yeah. of the day the people that put that person in power to elect you are really the people who have the power it's just that their power is their power is uh, 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 how do i say their power um normally manifest every four years you know their power really they, they get to use their power every four years but that power they have is very strong and if you try and like rig things and change things into your in your favor um they would they will come for you just like what's happening in some of these african uh, west african countries they will come for you you know but we just pray it doesn't get there and people like the igp current igp will be allowed to do their job and it will motivate others, others too. This is what I'm saying about how people go outside there, learn whatever, and then come back and then they act like, yes, yeah, Ghana, this is how we do it. The IGP is uh, an example of somebody who has actually studied somewhere else and realized that nah, things shouldn't be done in this a certain way. Things shouldn't be done in this way. Why are we, why are we like, why are we, do we behave differently when we are here and behave differently when we are elsewhere? It's, it's sad, you know. So let, let, let's let's see how the investigation goes, yo. Let's see how the investigation goes. Hmm. So I mean let's think about it. There are more and more threats that comes to the IGP. How many of them would he be able to dodge? How many of mm-hmm. them can he stand his ground on? Mm-hmm. At some point you either quit or you give in. Because these things, they are not funny. People will start coming for your life, the life of your family. Mm. So, this is why sometimes when I see very noble people I admire getting into politics, I get scared. I get Mm. really scared because I'm like, you either cave or you don't succeed. At least if you don't succeed, it's better you tried. But if you cave, all your years of hard work, all gone. Hmm. All gone. Right. Well, I, I maybe would have a different topic for this because there's this very young, fine man I see who is standing in for um, an election for a particular political party, and I'm like, not again. Not again, not another fine young man with a very promising career. Like, you've done so well for yourself. Why are you going to do this to yourself? Like, could you opponent in coma? Well, he's already mm-hmm. gone. So <laughs> we've lost that one. But this young person, it, it breaks my heart. But I'm not going to say anything or mention his name yet. I just hope he doesn't show his hands. Mm. Yeah. Let's hope too. Maybe he's the next... He's the next uh or how do i say this he's going to be the igp of wherever he finds himself that's how i i always want to look at it you know that's how i always want to look at it because i I feel like the younger the younger generation may have something different to offer you know so yeah let's see let's see let's pray let's hope but if you don't do your work and in four years time we want to take you out and then you want to rig the elections. The, 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 the part of hell you should be in. The part of hell you should be in is... Uh, yo, 
you should really be like you should be bending at a different a different uh, i don't even know how to say it yo you should bend more than any other sinner honestly so yeah okay so do you have any last words all in all um hmm. i i think i think uh, my my um the little i've learned from all of this i mean putting together this whole coup thing this whole coup thing and the um the igp i think um good name is better than riches you know a good name is better than riches and if you do good good will follow you they will try things but i don't think they will succeed you understand so um good name will always be better than riches the uh the the, the the bongo family of the the uh of gabon have chosen riches over good name and we cannot see where it is landing them and it, this is just the beginning for them it's not going to get any better for them you know they'll probably have assets seized and they might they might go through things that they would actually regret ever having power unfortunately but good name will always be better than riches so i think if a lot of us think about that in anything we do it would it will, it will, if, if we if we if we use that to order our steps it would help us more i think so yeah well so um i would close by reading the independence speech of dr kwame Nkoma. At long last, the battle has ended, and thus Ghana, your beloved country, is free forever. And yet again, I want to take the opportunity to thank the people of this country, the youth, the farmers, the women who have so nobly fought and won the battle. Also, I want to thank the valiant ex-servicemen who have so cooperated with me in this mighty task of freeing our country from foreign rule and imperialism. And as I pointed out, from now on, today, we must change our attitudes and our minds. We must realize that from now on, we are no longer a colonial, but free and independent people. But also, as I pointed out, that also entails hard work, that new Africa is ready to fight his own battles and show that after all, the black man is capable of managing his own affairs. We are going to demonstrate to the world, to the other nations, that we are prepared to lay our foundation, our own African personality. As I said to the assembly a few minutes ago, I made a point that we are going to create our own Africa personality and identity. It is the only way we can show the world that we are ready for our own battles. But today, may I call upon you all that on this great day, that let us all remember that nothing can be done unless it has the support of God. We have won the battle and again rededicate ourselves. Our independence is meaningless unless it is linked up with the total liberation of Africa. Let us now, fellow Ghanaians, let us now ask for God's blessings for our only two seconds. And in your thousands and millions, I want to ask you to pause for only one minute and give thanks. Okay, let me not continue all of that. But so basically, our independence is meaningless unless it is linked up with the total liberation of Africa. This freedom didn't come by easy. It came with a fight. We should not forget that people died. People lost their lives, lost their freedom for this freedom that we have now. And we cannot let our forefathers down. They are turning in their graves and they are crying. But unfortunately, they can't come and free us a second time. They've already done that. 
So th- that that's just my last words. Very impactful. <laughs> yeah. So before we turn this into a funeral session until next week, people, stay safe, be good. We love you. And anywhere you see this post up, do well to share. Don't forget to leave a rate and a review if you do listen to us on Apple Podcast. Do have a great week and in your own small way, okay, do your best. I know it's hard and the easiest way is to cut corners, but in the end, it will cut you short. So think about it. Mm, I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, All right, Ray, we do have a great week. You too. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.